Hello everyone, this is Mario Davis from the Family of Darkness podcast. Have you ever thought about doing podcasting yourself? If not, that is fine, but if you have, then I got some great news for you. You should really check out the Anchor app. It's completely free, and all you need to sign up is your Facebook or Gmail. And also, they will also be your first sponsors, and as well, they will push your podcasting show slash page to other platforms such as Spotify, Pocket Cast, and so many more podcasting apps out there. If this is something you would like to do, you can do it from the comfort of your phone, computer, or iPhone, Android, whatever you got. But without that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family of Darkness podcast. I am your host, Mario Davis. And I am your co-host, Littlefoot Gothface. Good Lord, and it's been man, a while. does it feel good to be back. For real. I mean, we took a long ass. We really did. We should quit yeah. doing that. <laughs> well, I thought it would be an appropriate time for everybody to enjoy their summer. So, you know. True, true. And then again, the break wasn't planned anyway. Yeah. But um, a quick announcement before we get everything rolling and everything going. Uh, For everybody that's familiar with the podcast. uh, So, uh, bad news. uh, Kitty Omega, or I'm just going to call her Kitty, but uh, she will no longer be working with us on the Family of Darkness podcast team, unfortunately. Tis a sad day. It is, but it's just, it's, it was just a lot of stuff to get into, so just leave it at that, and let's continue. Alrighty. <laughs> okay, so you want to tell everybody what we're talking about today. So I know some of this is winging it, but um, I know for a fact we are doing Spider-Man No Way Home, and we will be talking about the new Back for Blood, which is coming out that I think we both just got to play the demo for, or the beta, um, which was a lot of fun. (laughs) I played the beta the second day it was announced on Xbox. So, we're going to do a review on that. But Sweet. also, one more announcement. Uh, so, our competition winner cannot be on the show because of time difference. But she did give us a uh, long paragraph of topics, well, mostly Harley Quinn, that she wants us to talk about since she can't be on the show. Indeed. And that's pretty exciting. I love talking about Harley Quinn. (laughs) And I had to actually go refresh myself on some of this as well before before the show, because I had totally forgotten that Harley actually had multiple backstories. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. It is. 
So, uh, we're, what we're starting off with first is questions. Oh, oh boy. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, in trouble. There's been a lot of <laughs> being backed up. <laughs> and I... Oh, yeah. That's that's my my yeller over there. Here's yeah. Mr. Talkative. Uh, I hate so, you. <laughs> first question is for Littlefoot, since... We didn't get to really get this question on the last episode. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. The first question is from Elizabeth. And she wants to know know what kind of makeup you use for your all your characters on TikTok. Um, So, I mean, I could give a massive list, um, but the basics... Foundation, I use uh, MAC. I think it's the Pro Longwear. Um, it looks best on camera. And then for concealer, I think I use uh, NYX, the uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. And then eyeshadow, I mean, I have, I don't even know how many palettes, but um, to the, the basic ones that I do always go to for my characters, I use Morphe. Uh, some of the the really big palettes, and then I also use a company called Revolution, um, and I think that's it. Okay. Fake um, blood comes so- from uh, Spirit Halloween. It's their bottle of blood. It's literally oh, what it's called. <laughs> of course, it comes from there. Why wouldn't it come from there? I mean, it can't come from Amazon. Well, you got something against Amazon. Oh no, 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 no. That's where I got our headsets, dear Mario. That's where I got our headsets. I, I was trying to I was trying to be funny with it. It didn't work. But <laughs> uh next question. Uh this is for both of us. What is your most most okay. How do I word this? What is your favorite sci fi movie? Oh, favorite sci fi. That's hard. Um, oh my bad that one came from Jason <laughs> I forgot to say who I'm going to start saying who the, these questions are coming from oh that is a hard one uh, right now I've really been digging the like reboots of Star Trek those are those have been really good Star Trek Star Trek Okay, um, <laughs> me, I, there's so many on my list that's my favorite, but if I had to pick just one or two, uh, I guess you can count Star Wars as sci-fi, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sci-fi action, I mean, it kind of falls under a bunch of different categories, but. But you already knew Star Wars is going to be on my list anyway. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it's high on my list, but I mean, right now for newer ones, I gotta go with Star Trek. They're 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 killing it. Star Trash, got it. Ah, uh, uh, diehard Star Wars fan. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm not knocking Star Trek. I just could never get into them growing up, so I never really picked it up after they got did the remakes. So yeah, I've never been a Star Trek person. I would always fall asleep to it every time I try to watch it, so I gave up. 
<laughs> it's my little brother's favorite TV show. Well, damn. <laughs> okay, so Star Wars is one, and I would have to go with The Predator for the second. I'll give you that one. The newer one or the older one? Any. Right on. Especially, uh, I, I know that this one got a lot of backlash and hate, but I loved Robert Rodriguez's take on the Predators movie. No, I did too. I really enjoyed the hell out of this one. It was good. Especially Danny Trejo. See, I did, the only thing I have complaints for is they could have made Danny Trejo look like a badass and take on one of the Predators. Just not to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, and I'm uh, so used to Trejo being a badass in all of his movies that it was a little disappointing that he didn't actually do much. Right. Okay, two more questions, and then we're going to move on to the topics. Because, uh, this is gonna, these questions, we're going to need to do an episode for all these questions. No joke. So that might be during the month of October, we do one episode about... Uh, with the questions, that with questions, right on. Or we might do it later in uh, was it September? Yeah, yeah. My mind is all fucked up right now, so you're gonna have to bear with me. Oh, you're good. Mine is barely functioning as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question comes from Eric, and this one, this one is a good question because I never got this question yet. From anybody hmm. on TikTok. But this one's for me. Um, he basically asked, Am I trying to make a universe, you know, like Marvel Universe, DC Universe? Am I trying to make a universe out of the uh, darkness and vector and all that? Ooh. Like their own separate universes. Like, Darkness is in the underground universe, and Vector is in the Star Wars universe. Right. Um, I didn't really think of this, but if they're not, they are now, because this is a very interesting concept. Just like, like Littlefoot did last year with all her storylines and stuff. Like... You remember you did all the storyline stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a hard storyline to do, too. Man, that one was emotional. And, Littlefoot, if you're not keeping up with my Instagram posts or stories, uh, I am going to let you know there is another OC that I'm putting together. And hopefully <gasps> he'll be ready. Hopefully he'll be ready before Halloween or somewhere in the middle of October. Yeah. But I basically posted a teaser on my Instagram and TikTok. Uh, you just have to go check it out. Oh, I definitely will. And I think I already <laughs> sent it to you. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. Um, but no, Eric, uh, I didn't really think of that uh, with Vector and Darkness being in two different universes. That, that would explain the storyline I'm coming up with the OC about... <laughs> Where, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just going to be a little teaser right here, right now. The new OC is a demon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and basically, 
it's going to have a whole storyline between him and Darkness. That's all you're getting. Well, that's exciting. Oh, yes. I thought, well, I've thought about this very, for like two months now. Okay, last question is for both of us. And it is. I think we have already answered this question in uh, previous episodes, but we can give it another take. Right. Okay. What is your most favorite Resident Evil game? And this question comes from uh, Daisy. Well, that's kind of a hard one because I haven't played all of the Resident Evils. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't... Yeah, that is a hard one because I am... So at some point, I did download Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, and I'm probably going to play it and see what it's about, because everybody keeps hitting me up on TikTok messaging me saying, Mario, Mario, play Resident <laughs> Evil 7. You're going to love it. Just trust me. Okay, I will. Shit. <laughs> Rick, give me a break. <laughs> they want me to play it so I can go ahead and play the village one. I don't want to play the village one. I'm sorry. Well, I'll play that one for you then. <laughs> That'll be the one I play. <laughs> um, but if I had to go with any Resident Evil game being my favorite, I have to go with five. Oh, yeah? Yep. Because you get to play as Chris and this other chick. I don't remember her name. <laughs> but my favorite reason why it's my favorite is because two bosses. One's the executioner, the the big ass zombie with the axe and nails in the skin, and the Wesker fight. Yep. But your turn. My turn. Ah. Oh man. I really don't even know on that one. That's a hard one, and I'm going to have to come back to it. Yeah, we're <laughs> have to come back to it. Um, so, first topic of the day. It's a really hot topic right now, and everybody on TikTok is going crazy for it. So, I figured, why not we cover it? And that would be the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer and theories. We're going to get into that right now. Let's do it. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's it's Spider-Man, and it looks like Doctor Strange at least working together for a little while. Um, and I mean, he from, from the trailers, he apparently casts a spell to have everybody forget that Peter Parker is actually Spider-Man. And I, that's it's such an interesting concept because, like, Growing up and reading the comic books and all of that, it's been so long since I've read them, you totally forget that, and it's been so long since since the last Spider-Man that, you know, his, his identity does actually get revealed, yeah. and, but the return of Doc Ock, like, I am, my God. I, I am a Doc Ock person, 
I like Spider-Man yeah. too, but I am more excited for uh, William, William Defoe's Green Goblin return. Oh, I love Willem Dafoe. Uh, yeah. Nope. If they bring him back, yes. Yes, please. And give him a big part like he had, too. <laughs> you know? Now, here we go with the theories, though. There's theories that it's not Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. It's uh, Hobgoblin. Ah. Uh, huh. So, we may or may not get William Defoe in this movie, but I hope we do. I do too. I need more Willem Defoe. Like yeah. <laughs> the guy is an epic actor. And then we got Jamie Foxx returning as Electro. He's not blue, but they're going with more of a classic comic book look, I guess. Well, good. I like this bringing back some classic, some classic comic book looks. Um, nods to the the nostalgia especially for people who grew up with it like we we need more of that instead yeah. of let's go fly off and make it all cool and and i guess new age <laughs> yeah let's let's rein it in and bring it back to the original a bit here's one thing that bugs me people are starting to get on my nerves with this who is the best spider-man andrew garfield toby mcguire or tom holland I'm not going to answer that because everybody's going to get pissed off at me if I answer it. But um, what's what's the big deal? What? Why can't we just get along here? Yeah. I mean, they were all good in their own right. That's the thing. I mean, I do have a little bit of a qualm with Toby Maguire's because he was he was a bit of a pansy. Right. But I mean, in in turn. Spider-Man was a teenage boy when he became Spider-Man. So he wouldn't have been all machoed out, all badass. I mean, I think I gotta, I gotta give it to Tom Holland because he literally does make a good teenage Spider-Man. Right. I... He feels more Spider-Man. Everybody's <laughs> going to hate me for this. And some of the people that have covered this theory, this topic already is going towards more, you know, Tobey Maguire. Right. I had to get I, I grew up with the Tobey Maguire, so I I can't really give it to Tom Holland for this because I don't I don't know. I've only watched two Spider-Man movies with him in it, and I just can't see him being Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is about him. It's not... I don't have a personal vendetta against Tom Holland. It's just the the way they portrayed him in those movies. Right. Right. I mean, and I can can give it up to Tobey Maguire as well. Like, I... I totally see where you're coming from, especially because I grew up with him, too. He was Spider-Man for so long for me that even for me, it was hard to get into Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But I really do think that he makes I I think Tom Holland really does make the whole teenage storyline 
of Spider-Man versus Tobey Maguire, who was supposed to be more college age Spider-Man in general. I mean, they're they're all good in their own right, but there's there's a Spider-Man for. I just I. I still got to give it up to everybody when they did the end of the Spider-Verse. That was right. epic. I'm just hoping that this Spider-Man No Way Home is not just hype. And I hope it's actually good. I hope it's actually common accurate and everything else. I just pray that this is a decent Spider-Man movie that we all deserve and been waiting for. Yeah. I do too. I mean, that's what I keep hoping for with a lot of these DC and these Marvel movies that are coming out is how close are we actually going to stick to the material we already have? Because a lot of these people that are going to see them were massive comic book fans. That's just like with them coming out with Morbius. I mean, you guys better be on point. Okay, he was one of my favorites along with Blade. Like... Y'all better do it right. Yeah, and someone asked me a long time ago, we're, we're getting off topic right quick, but someone asked, I think it was my cousin, asked me, what is Morbius, a vampire or a werewolf? He is a vampire. Um, yeah. He's actually a genetically mutated, yeah. He was a geneticist that fell ill and was trying to cure his own disease, and he ended up turning himself into a vampire. Yeah, Whoops. I had to give like, my cousin <laughs> a comic book so he could educate himself with Mo- Morbius Yeah, and everything. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. We're going to get into one more theory for this Spider-Man No Way Home, and then we're going to talk about the trailer. Um, first... There's this theory I keep hearing about the Doctor Strange, which is he is Mephisto. Hmm. The devil. That's an interesting theory. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one because, like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of far fetched for a theory, but it's kind of not because in one comic book, Peter does make a deal with Mephisto and now everything goes to hell. I haven't read the comic book. I have to go read it. But from what I've heard, it's comic book accurate if that's the route they're going with. And Mephisto is Doctor Strange, pretending to be Doctor Strange. Right. And he makes a di- and he and we all know Doctor Strange wouldn't set uh how do I put this? Um mess up the universe. Just to help one person. Right. I mean, because even, even in the the trailer, he says, careful what you wish for. He's giving Peter Parker that warning of, hey, dude, you're going to end up messing with it. Yeah, and everybody's saying, that's Mephisto saying that. And uh, it kind of does make sense. I mean, I could see it. Especially now that we're talking about, you know, like, they, they are. They're essentially messing with the universe and the multiverse as well. That, you know, this this could really... I don't know that Doctor Strange would mess that hard with the universe itself. But, 
somebody pretending to be Doctor Strange that has the ability to take that on definitely could. And it's very right. possible. But I mean, we, I, again, just like you said, I'd have to go read the comic books and I would have to do like a deep, deep dive into the multiverse to even, right. you know, even scratch the surface of that theory. I mean, we would have to do a lot of research on this whole Mephisto thing, but right now, it's, I, I, I guess people are right. I don't know. But uh, anyway, um, let's get into the trailer. I caught a couple glimpses of different uh, villains. Mm-hmm. And people are saying Sandman is in the trailer. I, I I can see it, but then I can I can't see it. Right. It's almost like the 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 suggestive like okay, now I'm looking for it, so I'm going to see it, but if I'm not looking for it, I'm going to miss it. Cuz I didn't I mean, I just like refreshed before the show of watching the the trailer again and I don't feel like I caught a glimpse of him. Right. I do know it took me a while, but I do know, I think I saw the lizard returning. And I might have missed that one, too. I mean, I was, and especially because I am so excited about Doc Ock making a return that it's like, that's the moment I was waiting for. Like, how hard are we going to tease that in the trailer? And I mean... And people are saying that when Doc Ock is talking, he says, hello, Peter. He's not talking to Tom Holland. He's talking to he's talking to Toby. We all know this. Right. I mean, I hope he's talking to Toby, Spider-Man, because it would make no sense about Tom's. Exactly. Oh, it's okay, Uh-oh. buddy. Oh, it's all good. Hopefully I can get him back to sleep. Or else we're going to have some toddler babble in this episode. <laughs> well, we won't find it. But no, going back to Lizard, it's one of those blinks and you'll blink and you'll miss it. In the uh, and that's probably what I did was I blinked and I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I had to go back at least three or four times to see that exact part of the trailer. <laughs> But, um, um, like I said, I hope that this is not just hype, just to promote another another Marvel movie that has nothing to do with Spider-Man, and I'm hoping that this doesn't flop, and I'm hoping that everybody gets what they want out of this movie, comic book-wise. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> So since we st- since I picked the first topic, it's your turn to pick the second. Oh man. Um. Well, we really only had two totally planned out, but I'm gonna wing it a little bit and. Yeah. I'm gonna have to babble on for a second about the. The Flash season eight character lineup. 
because I mean, I think there was some point before we left off the show that um, Ryan and I were actually going through all of the Arrowverse TV shows because I think they're all up on Netflix. So right. I was pretty excited to hear this one um, and see the actual lineup. Now, of course, you know, Tom Cavanaugh is coming back as the first Flash, which right. great. He's fantastic um but i mean we've got we've got batwoman coming in we've got adam or ray palmer uh, mia smoke black lightning and damian dark like i mean that's we're getting deep into the flash universe at this point like right so i'm excited i mean i don't know how much of them you have watched but we we were several seasons into. You should. Picked, yeah. Yeah. By I far, think. it is one of my favorite um, out of the the Arrowverse. I can't really get into DC like I can Marvel. I mean, I got to kind of hand it to the CW. They're doing a pretty good job. Some of them, like, I felt like Superwoman was a little cheese ball but the rest of them have been pretty good i mean yeah i can't disagree with you about the superwoman thing yeah that that show was it was hard to enjoy just yeah 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 i mean since we're talking water. about DC. You want some water, huh? <laughs> Can you go get your sippy cup? Okay. <laughs> Let's go get well, your sippy. There's two things about Harley Quinn we're going to probably talk about. But we're on DC. Let's go ahead and talk about the Harley Quinn stuff. Let's do it. Where are we okay. starting at? <laughs> um, we're going to start off with the top, the, the screenshot I sent you for the topic. And we'll, we'll just go from there. Okay, sorry. I slightly missed what you said. Um... <laughs> I said uh, we're going to start with the screenshot I sent you, basically, from Purge Land. Right. Okay, so we're going to pretty well start off with, I guess she said, which one of yours is the favorite backstory? Right. Um, I mean, I have to go with the, and I'm sure I'm going to get some booze for this one. I'm probably going to catch a little flack, but I do have to go with the, because it was classic for me, especially growing up with the Batman animated series, was she was a psychiatrist, essentially, but she she like lost her mind and there's some 
to some degree, it's an interesting take. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, I guess what you would always fear, especially being a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a therapist in general, is that, you know, the loss of sanity. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what you get when you work in a mental institution. That's, that's right. basically, yeah. Well, and apparently with that backstory, I cannot remember um, what mental illness she actually had or developed, um, but she she actually developed her own mental illness, which caused her to, to go crazy and basically gaga over the Joker. Right. I mean... I'm not going to get into backstory no, tomorrow, but I am going to tell you my favorite one. But, uh, my favorite Harley version of Harley Quinn is the classic Jester, the red and black. Oh, yeah, I do enjoy that costume a lot. Yeah. But, I um, mean... Now, as far as game version goes, I got to give it to Arkham City's Harley Quinn. Yeah, I do too. Well, and I mean, once they got into video game territory, Harley's costumes just got better. There's like... And I mean, yeah, and I'm sure some people, just like me, at times, they felt like Harley got a little over-sexualized for what what she was. But, True. I mean, in turn, you, you finally have this uber-nutty villain, female villain, that, um, I mean, wh- what else would she wear? You know? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, some people just taking it to where it doesn't need to go. Right. Like, they're, they're overreacting when, I guess, it's their own preference. It's their own opinion, but whatever. Uh, you can sexualize her if you want to. It's, that's on you, not me. So, there's no need to get in a fight over it. Right. Well, and I mean, I feel even with, even though, yes, there's the ever classic comic book characters and all of that, that once you start jetting off, jutting off from the the comic books and you start building video games and whole different worlds outside of the comic book that like, yeah. And as the times change too, you know, you've got to update. You can't keep them the same as say, if the character came out in the seventies, if they were, you know, alive in the seventies, they're going to change throughout the years with trends and all of that too. They're not just going to keep that same look. Right. I mean, look at it this way. Everybody that's a fan or not a fan of Harley Quinn, look at it this way. 
she has gone so far from when she first started, which was the cartoon. Mm-hmm. She's become over she not, not overly popular, but she's become popular to the LGBT community, the women getting their glamorous, you know, moment for a woman role. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, and she's also become kind of a beacon for, you know, abuse survivors as well, because she did end up eventually getting away from the Joker and she became her own woman, too. So she's she's been a really big beacon for just woman empowerment in general. Right. I was just trying to make it, you know. No, not sexist. I'm trying to give some cool points to the women's side for a change. Right. Right. Even though I'm pretty sure she wasn't created by a woman, but well, you know, she, she definitely, she, I think she means a lot to the, especially the female community, you know, even though she is just a nutball. It's the same. (laughs) I mean, it's the same with, She's important as if to the women community, like Black Widow, Captain Marvel, even though, you know, people fuss about that because that was supposed to be a man, not a woman. But we're going to we're not talking about that right now. Um, What other characters? Uh, Whistler's daughter from Blade Trinity. Mm hmm. There's a lot of different women characters that need to be, you know, their solo films. Like, they did with uh, Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn, Black Widow. We need... Uh, this is be a good movie. We need a movie about Whistler's Daughter, a solo movie. Oh, that's a good idea. We need more female uh, roles, main star roles. We need more. I do. I I agree with you there. I mean, I feel like as many male characters, heroes and villains in general, feel like there needs to be more of a nod to the women as well. Because not like I get it when you see when you picture a superhero, you think big muscle dude, and you know skin tight clothing. But at the same time, like. Women I mean, can do it too, you know. I mean, what's the? I mean, here's my point. Here's an exact good point. Example. When's the last time you heard about Poison Ivy or Catwoman? Oh God, what was the last Poison Ivy movie? It was probably made in like the seventies or eighties. I think. Actually, the last one that involved Poison Ivy, if I'm remembering correctly, was I think Tim Burton's Batman. That what no that that was Catwoman. Mm. Oh, um, sorry. What was a some other person picked up the uh, Batman thing and put right. I don't know who it was, but uh, that's what Google was for after the show. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the last time we ever truly heard about Poison Ivy was was in like the maybe early 90s and then yeah. that was it for poison ivy well there's the animated series called harley quinn that where harley and ivy are you know causing mischief but i'm talking about like 
a solo live action, but we'll yeah. probably never get to see it. No. Right. Speaking of Harden, I did dip into the new Suicide Squad movie finally. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched this new Suicide Squad because I keep hearing mixed reviews and just like the other one that came out, I'm a little gun shy on on watching it. Well, here's a little mini review for the people that have already seen it. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Little Foot, but we need to do a review on this because I think we did say a couple episodes back that we was going to do a review on this. Probably. <laughs> I need to go back and listen to the old ones. But here's a little tiny review since Littlefoot has not seen it yet. I was disappointed the way they made King Shark look. Well, and see, I was a little disappointed too from just the trailers alone. Uh, Y'all could have done better. Trust me, Littlefoot, the trailers alone have nothing on the actual movie. Oh, no. Because he was pretty cheesy looking in the, the trailers. I was expecting the King Shark from the Flash episode. Right. But apparently we can't get what we want as fans. Well, you know, there was that one band that, that made that song that was You Can't Always Get What You Want. I I talk about fan as a fan of you know we want this to be comic accurate. Yeah, no, I know, and of course, it, I wish I could smack certain comic book companies upside the head with their own comic books and go, look, you've got what you need right here. Why can't we stick to this? Like, <laughs> okay, the only complaint I have was the look. The voice acting from Vester Salome and everything else as King Shark was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. He got some comical lines in. You just have to watch it a little foot. But um, would I give it an 8 out of 10? Yes. That's all I'm giving it because of the action and the gore. That's it. Ah. Uh... Storyline could have been a little bit better. Well, and that's just like the last one, too. It, it felt scatterbrained and like off topic <laughs> half I the know, time. I know there probably are some John Cena fans no. listening to no. us, but I'm sorry. I'm not a John Cena fan no more since I turned 18. I didn't like John Cena no the movie could have been good, better without John Cena as the uh, peacekeeper. Or whatever ah. his name was. Yeah. See, this is how much I don't like John Cena because I don't even bother to remember his character's name. <laughs> uh. But that's all I'm going to give for a review until you see it. Then we'll give a full review on that again. So, 8 out of 10 for me. Hopefully, right next time we do the show, she'll have uh, some ratings or reviews for Suicide Squad. Well, I will definitely try. Maybe I'll make that a, a mommy baby movie night. 
Uh, no. 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 He is. He is only two. So I know, but you know, kids learn the darndest things. <laughs> like while oh, I know this. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if he's only two, it should be safe. It means radar, just cussing, you know. Right. Well, like he doesn't hear that, you know, everywhere. Which, oh, no, I know I just... not an excuse, but let's let's not touch on <laughs> not offend people picking. with parenting, you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just picking. <laughs> but speaking of reviews, let's go ahead and get on the review of Back to Blood. All right. You want to go first on this one? Because you actually got to play it longer than I did. I only got a couple of days before the beta was actually taken out of the, the game pass. So, yeah. Well, did you play it a little bit? I did. I actually okay. played um, I played more through the storyline stuff. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to start off with the multiplayer portion of it. Because that's basically what I played portion of i did play a little bit of campaign but not as much as multiplayer now for those that have not played the back for blood beta if you didn't get a chance uh it's a little different from left for dead it's a um you know how you when you was the zombies it was mostly first person like in call of duty type shit yeah well as the zombies in this game it's not first person it's, I think, weird. it's third person. So oh, it's that's like weird. the Halo shit, kind of. Not, no, not Halo, Halo, not Halo. So first person, not, yeah. Not, not Halo, uh, fucking Ghost Recon. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. See, I can't get behind third person. It messes me up so bad. I mean, the controls as the zombies were a little difficult to uh, uh, use. I'm not gonna lie. I had trouble... A lot of fucking trouble using certain types of zombies or infected. Yeah. Like the uh, one that spits the web out. Mm-hmm. I had trouble using that one because mm-hmm. it was a jumping type and it spits shit at you. Yeah. The bugs, the bu- I mean, there was, when I played it, there was a little bit of bugs where. You would disconnect from the lobby, then reconnect, and then disconnect. It would go back and forth sometimes. And then there's sometimes where you would have no trouble with the game. Right. Well, see, and I had I had a little bit of trouble there, too. And I understand it's a beta, but even with just the campaign itself, like, I had a little bit of trouble with that, too, when I was actually waiting for, like, game load and all of that, that it would kick you out and you could get back in and all of that, too. So, I'm... I think it was just a bug with the beta, and hopefully they work it out before the actual game comes out. I hope so, too. Um, my next kind of complaint, hopefully they have this whole, full when, when the full game comes out, hopefully we get more out of multiplayer and campaign. Yeah, I do. I the the campaign like as great as the graphics were, as fun as it was to play, and interesting. Um, I, it kind of left something to be desired. There wasn't, 
I, I was looking for a whole lot more, especially out of anybody who's played Left for Dead, knowing that these are the same people that created yeah. Left for Dead. That you know, you're you're hoping for a lot more. You've got high expectations already. So, what I'm wanting more of is more zombies for multiplayer, like versus. I'm wanting more variants. I want more different. I am wanting, besides running in a parking lot, and you can't go outside, if you're like, okay, if you're the human, the cleaners, you can't yeah. go out of a certain spot, it's like war zone in the gas. Mm-hmm. Now, the Vecta can go wherever the fuck they want to. Right. I'm hoping for a better multiplayer experience for this game, such as, you know, versus one... There's a whole line of affected on one side and, you know, like Call of Duty type shit. Yeah. Yeah, like you get the best of both worlds and it's it's a pretty even fight throughout. Yeah. Now, campaign for me, I was expecting more story and not just bam, bam, shoot zombies, split their heads open shit. That was my complaint, too. There wasn't a whole lot of story there. And especially being the beta and the teaser, basically, for the game. Like, I, I felt like I didn't totally understand, you know, why we ended up here and, you know, why we're doing this mission. I mean, or Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, like, getting at. Like, with Left 4 Dead... Well, some of it was you had a little bit of story going. Yeah. Like, even though you was basically going to a hospital, calling the helicopter, and doing that, that was basically it. But there was a story behind it with each fucking level that you go through. It, right. It sounds like a little a dialogue of what happened. Yeah. But, um... I'm wanting more story out of the campaign, or I'm 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 sorry, Turtle Rock. If you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, if you don't have any story to this game, then there's no point. I I am um, in total agreement because I'm big on storyline games. Like you have to have a good story to keep me interested in that game. For for example, uh, like wrestling, there's storylines you have to go. Like, right. Um, for example, there's good storylines, then there's the shit storylines. Um, it depends on who's putting it, the product out. You gotta give a hundred and ten percent into your fucking product. You can't just half-ass it. Like yep. we have experience with 2K20, and the wrestling fan, wrestling community, knows what. The about if you're listening wrestling community back me up on this <laughs> yeah no, and that's like oh, oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say that's like with with halo like i love the storyline to it and i love that at each level you get a little bit more of the story now i'm not big on games like assassin's creed where it's like 20 minutes of storyline and then you get to play for a little bit and then it's like watching a movie in between right. each cut like i mean 
if there's a good storyline, like that's why Halo sucks me in so much is because the storyline is so well planned out and every level you have, it has its own piece of the storyline to it. Right. And I, like I said, uh, Turtle Rock, if you ever listen to this in the future, when we get bigger, you know, where the whole world listens to us. Here's a little example. Here's a little example for you, Turtle Rock. You ready? Listen close and listen good. Don't do what 2K did with 2K22. Do not fucking rush it. If you rush it, it's just going to flop. Plain and yep. simple. Yep. Well, any rushed video game in general flops pretty hard. Unless, right. you know... I mean, by some some saving grace, something is just amazing about it, you know? Alright, look, but if there's a game renting place, if you can still rent games nowadays, uh, rent 2K22 and you'll see what I'm talking about. I can probably get it. Um, I wouldn't buy I'm sure it. I can play it through Game Pass at least. No, it's not on Game Pass. You have to buy it. Uh, okay, would... so not worth the money, but yep. gotta no, play not... it. Yeah, not worth the money, but I'm just trying to give you like a little snippet of what I'm talking about. 2K20. 2K20. Not 2K22. 2K20. Right. <laughs> now, while we're on the subject of good games and whatnot, I think we should talk about more about this. Because I don't think we barely have people in the gaming community talking about this. But we're going to touch on it right now. Graphics from, you know, old games, you know, graphics have graphics. come a long way. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, I'm a wrestling person. Um, I'm in the wrestling community, what what have you. I've seen at uh, SummerSlam of this year of uh, WWE, they teased a little bit more of 2K22. Now, was I expecting high-quality graphics? No. But what they gave us in a like a couple minute trailer or a couple second trailer the graphics in 2K22 wow yeah they are making it more and more where it looks like real people yeah and i do enjoy that and that's been i think the funniest part of playing back through all of the halos is going from like Halo Combat Evolved to Halo Reach and and even like ODST and all of those is watching the graphics throughout the years get so much better. Because if you play Combat Evolved, and I mean even Halo 2 is, is still kind of cheeseball graphics, but Halo, the original Halo Combat Evolved is like... It's almost laughable, the graphics in that game, compared to, like, you know, just a few years ago when they started releasing all of the Halo Wars and all of that. Like, the graphics have come so far. And even with the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the graphics are amazing. 
Right. They're gorgeous. Um, even oh, uh, is that like for Left, for, Left for Dead has fantastic graphics? For example, um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Two. I mean, back when it was PlayStation and just Xbox, the regular Xbox um, graphics back then, because, you know, to me anyway, graphics back then looked like they were in the future, like today. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you still like as much as I love the Atari and like the old Nintendos and, and even Sega Genesis and all of those, it nothing compares to the graphics that have been developed over the last, oh, probably what, 15 years or so, just with technology upgrading in general. It's, I mean, it's insane to see where we've come from the, the late 70s, early 80s to, to now almost 2022. That, right. I mean, it's, it's more so like you're directing your own movie with live action characters as opposed to the 8-bit that we got in the 80s and the 90s and then I mean it's it's insane where graphics have have gone right I mean old standpoint game for example Xbox the original Xbox Mm -hmm. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Oh, yeah. Graphics with that game did not look like it was on an old software. Right. It looked to me, well, to me anyway, it looked like today's gaming. Yeah. Well, and some companies have just had a grasp on amazing graphics from like the get go. You know, right? I mean, with the Star Wars, that Star Wars game I'm talking about, if you haven't played it, go download it on Xbox One or Xbox Series <laughs> X or whatever you got, because it's only available for Xbox apparently. Ah, but right on. It's not only the 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 graphics for the characters. The environment, the lighting, the lightsaber sparks when you uh, lock onto a, another character's lightsaber. Yeah. It's the little details for me in the game. Yeah, and that's that's always been for me too, is like the smaller details, the more details that they put into, into a game or, you know, just in the background, the, the eye catching that, I mean, I feel like it just, it needs to be there to make the experience of the video game. Right. And the more detailed it is, the more I'm, I'm sucked in as well. Just like a, a good storyline 
the more detail oriented a company is with their video games, the more interested I'm in it because it just shows how much they actually, they care about the product they're putting out. Right. Are you familiar with the Telltale games? Eh, a little bit. Eh. Okay, so you'll know what I'm talking about if you played it. Um, I remember when the, some of these gamers were complaining about the Walking Dead Telltale series. Ah. Because it was comic book. It wasn't show-based. Right. That's another prime example for graphics. It, it wasn't, you know, in-your-face graphics, but the graphics that made the colors blend in like with comic book look. Yeah. Spot on. It was spot on. Well, now I'm going to have to go find these. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, sweet. Well, that makes it even easier. <laughs> it got the first season on Game Pass, the second season, uh, the, front, the New Frontier. The only one that's not on Game Pass for The Walking Dead is the final season. You have to buy uh, it. It's about $21. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, I just dumped almost 70 on on uh, Assassin's Creed. So, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's still that expensive, but it's also still that new. Damn. Well, I can't, you know, you can't say nothing when you're on Halo 24-7. True. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, she was on Halo 24-7. Yeah, he watched me play through, like, what, the first four of them now? Yep. Because <laughs> that's the particular conversation or video chat she's talking about is when we were talking about bringing the show back and what day and what month and what we should talk about. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, basically. And she, she gave him that uh-huh like she did, you know, she's guilty of it. Oh, and I'm there's very a damn guilty. chicken on the porch. <laughs> a damn chicken is on the porch. Hey, there's the bonus of living on the third floor. I don't have to worry about random fowl. <laughs> well, well, well. I'm so happy for you. No, those stairs are killer, man. Come on. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know. When you don't work out as like you should, it, it gets, you know... Pretty tough. Yeah, this is true. I work out my thumbs more than I actually go and and walk and run and actually work out. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I got a little riddle for you, and hopefully I don't fuck it up. Because we're getting t it's getting that time to where we're winding down. We're going to talk about a little bit more stuff and then end the show. But... Here's a little riddle for you, little foot. Oh, boy. And, ho and hopefully I don't fuck this up. <laughs> um, okay. So, your mom has four daughters. Okay. East, west, and I think north. Who's the fourth daughter? East, west, and north. Well, wouldn't that be south? Nope. <laughs> no, it would be me. Yep. Godoy, it's my mother. Oh, gotcha. 
Uh, yeah, you did. And and at just the right time where it just shows that, like, my brain's not totally functioning. Because I was like, okay, east, west, and north, we're going for a compass. But wait, that's my mom. <laughs> yep. It took you a minute, didn't it? It did. It did. I should just bleach my hair blonde again. Well, you know. Well, <laughs> if you know, you know. But no, I got that riddle. Credit to Swagboy Q on TikTok. If you don't know who he is, just look up Swagboy Q. He's a good, he's a good dude. Funny, awesome. I like some of his content. Um, go check him out on TikTok. But uh, before we end the show, let's answer a couple more questions because we're okay. in the hour in now. Hour and three minutes. Or three seconds, Just about. <laughs> uh, let's answer some more questions and then we're going to end it. And then we'll see you tomorrow for the Into the Darkness after show. Woot. All right. This one comes from Alex. Um, I don't know how I'm going to ask this because this, this is a tough one again. Oh, boy. They're good at this, aren't they? Yep. Yep. This one is from Alex. Um, Alex, you got me stumped here. What is your favorite movie? Well, favorite zombie movie. Favorite zombie movie. I'm probably going to catch some flack for this one, but I got to go with the whole uh, 28 Days Later series the 28 days 28 weeks those were those honestly were a bit terrifying in their own right like they were kind of cheesy but not overly so it was more so terrifying that it was a this could actually happen it was it was realistic to a point and it hit home true I mean, there's another movie that done it too, and it was Dawn of the Dead, but you know. Yeah, I mean. Well, I hope that one answered your question, Alex. Um, next one is. Jose? Yeah, Jose? Okay. Uh, here we go with some cult- culture here. Oh. Culture question. What I, I hope I can say this the right way without making it sound bad, but Jose wants to know what is your favorite ethnic food? Favorite ethnic food? Oh, that's a hard one because I enjoy quite a few different ethnic foods um i definitely i mean just in general uh indian food like middle eastern food in general is just it's it's amazing even though it is so simple (laughs) i was about to say which which indian like the you know the ones we know overseas or the you know Native American, but you answered it for me. 
Right. And I mean, eh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with that one. Cause really that one is, and most of it's spicy too. So, I mean, I, I can't complain there, <laughs> especially right. when it's I can the- clear out my sinuses with it. <laughs> Speaking of Native American, real quick, and then we'll get to the last question, and then we're going to end the shit. Um, there's this one video on TikTok that I don't know. I love it, and it, it just tickles me sometimes. But I know it's not funny, but it, it, it gets me going. Um, I don't know what movie it is, but it's this guy, it's this Native American. And he's just saying, William Knife Man. And he just does this, you know, Indian call, you know, the sound make, the, the, the sound they make. Yeah. I'm trying to word this the right way without offending anybody. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm half, I mean, I have native in my blood, Cherokee, by the way. Um, oh, welcome to the club. I am Cherokee and Sue. So. <laughs> well, damn. Well, that's besides the point. Uh, let's get to the next question. The very last question, and we're going to end the shit. Um, this one, this one, let's pick a random. Let's pick a random. Let's go with Zach. His question is his, <laughs> another one, another stomp. What is Uh-oh. your favorite Rob Zombie movie? Oh, oh, you picked like the hardest one out of the bunch. My guy. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Um Oh, that's hard. Cause I really do enjoy them all to a point. I mean I did kind of start falling off with the Rob Zombie movies around like 31 and all of those. They just they didn't Don't do it for me 31. as much. Don't be I can't bash it. It was good. It was good. But it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting out of Rob Zombie after after seeing pretty much all of his movies. Yeah. I Still have to give it up to the OG House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, I I that's classic Rob Zombie for me, and by far still, still feel like it was. Yeah, and Mama Firefly. Um, Well, that was a while ago. Captain Spaulding died in real life. Yeah, no, I know. Well, she did the one of the actresses who played her passed away as well. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't. I never heard about it. So yeah. Yeah, that it was. It was. I think a few years ago. But yeah, rip to Sid Haig. Um, Real quick, amazing man. Yep. Real quick, mine is is going to be uh, the the Devil's Rejects. It was awesome with gore storyline, and it connected very well with a thousand corpses. And I'm talking so fast because we're about to have to end the show right after after this question is answered. But yeah, Devil Rejects for me and everything else. But this is all the time we have. We cannot waste any more time. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to get close this up. After, like I said, we got a busy schedule to keep. 
on track with the show. So I, it's good to be back, and, and I'm happy that we are back because I missed this little area that we got going on and everything. How about you, little foot? I have definitely missed it. Um, I mean, it's good to be back. Like Yes. And I hope you guys that are listening, I hope you guys enjoyed the, well, tomorrow's, tomorrow's show. I hope you enjoyed the beat that I made for tomorrow's after show. It's going to be the regular music or theme to the after show, but I hope you guys enjoy that beat. You will hear it tomorrow for the after show, but that's all the time we have for today. Again, I am your host, Mario Davis. And I am your co-host, Littlefoot Gothface. And we will talk, or we won't see you but until unless we do video chat. That's besides the point. Uh, but we <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we will see. Uh, not stop with the seeing you shit. We won't see them yet. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Relax, Mario. Take a deep breath and relax. We will talk to you guys tomorrow with our to- the rest of our topics, and hopefully we'll get some more tomorrow for the after show. But until then, again, I am your host, Mario Davis. And I am your co-host, Littlefoot Gothface. And this has been the Family Darkness Podcast. Bye. Bye.